Welcome to the InScape podcast, where we explore our inner world and we discover our unique power to connect. My name is Tanya Nelson, and this is episode 14, Intimacy. I get so excited for these topics. And as I start to focus on the incredible topics that come into my world, in my business, as I'm coaching with couples, as I'm really looking at the inner world of myself, these topics come up and they, I'm, I'm able to really dive in and surround them in such an incredible way. So I'm excited to share with you what has come up for me over the years and just recently and really have the discussion about what does it mean to experience intimacy? What is intimacy and how do we experience it? We are all searching for connection. We invest our precious currencies, time, energy, and money. This is the currency that we have in our world. This is the exchange that we get to ex- exchange with. This is, this, is, this is where we get to exchange with people all of the different currencies that we have. And so many times we think that the value exchange that we have with people is just money. And we're not conscious of all the currencies that we currently have. And time and energy is arguably more valuable than money because it's the time and energy that actually creates money. It is the energy that we put behind our our ideas, our imagination, what we desire, what we want to create. It is the energy that actually is creating those things. And so time and energy is a result of the money that we have. And these are the currencies that we have in finding this connection. And and the way that we do that and and the different platforms that we search for this is going to be things like social media. Why is social media so addicting? Why is it that we distract ourselves with social media? Why is it that we are drawn to social media? It's because we are somehow feeling more connected. And that's what we're looking for. It's in our workplaces. We may look for it in bosses and superiors. We may look for connection and uh, validation in, uh, in coworkers and in friends. When you think about connection and there are many people who this might even trigger because we might, they might actually be afraid of connection, right? They may be avoiding connection, but that doesn't mean that we still don't want it. Just because we're afraid of connection, just because we have possibly found evidence throughout our lives that connection is too risky and vulnerability is too risky and people don't show up. There's so many different beliefs and downloads that people have 
But it doesn't mean that innately in the essence of who we are, we all want connection. And as we look for connection in all of these platforms, as we look for connection in all these outside places, in our work, in uh, friends, in family members, in social media, in all of these places, as we're, as we're looking for connection, the problem with some of these places, and not all of them, but as we look at it, it's the real watered down version of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about intimacy. We're going to talk about real deep connection. We're going to talk about sacred connection. We're not talking about a watered down surface uh, pool party. We're talking about deep below the surface. I can breathe underwater and communicate with you on this level. That's what we're talking about today. And that's the real experience. The real version of connection and intimacy is going to come in deeper waters. It's going to come in the very difficult conversations, in the extremely scary and vulnerable places. That's where that real deep intimacy is going to come from. It's by exploring all of the emotions and being able to meet others at each emotion. That's when we're going to experience intimacy. So let's, let's keep going and really think about what it is that we are searching for and what is intimacy and the real truth that we are seeking. We spend this precious energy. We spend the energy and the time that we have. Remember our most valuable currencies on surface level shallow things that are just giving us sometimes a small hit of intimacy, a small moment, but nothing ever sustainable, nothing ever really fulfilling. It's a hollow version of what it is that we're really wanting deep inside of ourselves. So this is how I want to frame this up. In birth and death, think about this, the beginning and the end, and everything in between, this is all that we have. In birth and in death, intimacy, intimate relationships, sacred relationships, this is all we really have. This is all that really matters are these relationships. At the end of the day and at the beginning of the day, what are the most sacred relationships and connections that we have? It's the most valuable gift to receive. It's the experience and purpose. It's the passion and the power It's the reason why we are here, to experience intimacy, to experience this sacredness inside all of us, and then to be able to connect to others. This 
is where power is. This is where true fulfillment is. I work with so many successful, extremely successful people. People who have arrived in, in ways that the world would view that when they get to these places, when they get to the number in their bank account, when they get to the accomplishments, when they have influenced this many people, that they have now arrived somewhere. And the truth is, is that so many times there is a deeper and wider hole that is not being experienced. There is a lack that was, is within them because there is lack of fulfillment And the reason why we get lack of fulfillment, the reason why we are not satisfied, the reason why we can't, we keep searching is because we don't know how to experience intimacy. So we are all asking this important and most valuable question of our lives and of this experience. We have one question. Really one question that is the foundation to every question that we have in this life. And that is, who am I? Nothing is more valuable and vital to answering the question than in our intimate mirrors. Because we all have this question, because it is the root of all other questions, And I'm not claiming that this question ever fully gets answered. I'm not claiming that I know the answer. I know because I have dove deeper and deeper inside of my world, inside of my Inkscape. I know that I have gotten closer and closer to what I'm talking about today, to my intimate space, to my valuable, incredible, sacred space within me. But I'm not saying that the journey is ever done. But the closer and closer that we get, the more and more fulfillment and the more sustainable joy and love that we experience in all things. So as we're asking this question, and and, and you may not realize consciously that you're asking this question, and I'm going to talk about how this question shows up. It comes in so many forms inside of our brain. We ask this question a million different ways every single day. We just don't know that it's the question that we're asking. And again, if we could answer this question or at least start to answer this question, then we will truly tap into the power of and the fuel that answers every single other question. Every other question becomes easy after this. So nothing is more valuable and nothing is more vital than asking this question, first of all, And then being able to start to discover the answers to this question. And it is our intimate relationships that are the most powerful mirrors into answering this question. Without intimate relationships, without intimacy in our world, this question is impossible to answer. Because we cannot fully experience things if we don't have these intimate reflections. If we don't 
dive into our own inscape and explore what is in there, what is inside of us, what is what what our triggers are, what our beliefs are, what it feels like to be connected to power, to value, to worth. We are asking this very valuable question. And again, nothing is more valuable. The power in intimate relationships are the gateway and the key to unlock doors. Think about this, this, this place inside of us and how many doors have been locked and how many places inside of us are uncharted, undiscovered. And intimate relationships are the gateway. They're the pathway into being able to tap into our emotions and guide ourselves deeper and deeper within ourselves and higher and higher within ourselves. Our emotions are the the pathway. It's our intimate relationships that trigger those emotions and guide us in so that we can ride the ride, so that we can get on the elevator and experience the highs and the lows. And each high and each low and everything in between is the experience. That is the fulfillment. That is the joy of this life. And it starts to answer the question of who are we? So as we do this, As we move into our intimate relationships and we realize how valuable our intimate relationships are, we realize who are our intimate relationships. Nothing compares to an intimate relationship like our partners or our spouse, somebody who we have signed up with divinely and intimately to be vulnerable to be naked, to go through the entire experience of life with. These are the intimate relationships that I'm talking about today. There are more. There are more than just that. And I'm going to say this, that nothing triggers us more than the intimate mirror of of a partner or a spouse or somebody that we have divinely chosen to mirror with on every level. But there are more. And so as we look at that, our intimate relationships are are so important. There There is no one in our worlds who bring to light our shadows. Our intimate relationships can look very messy. And we can have all sorts of questions come up because of the triggers and the beliefs that are inside of us. And from my experience with coaching with couples, we can do incredible work with individuals and we can do our own work. And, it's, and as a matter of fact, I highly recommend doing our own work. It's, it's part of the process of knowing ourselves. And we could really argue that it's the only work that will really uh, expose and, 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 and allow us to experience our intimate space. 
But today, what I'm really talking about and what I find in my coaching business is that nothing will bring to life more energy, more triggers, and more vulnerability than when a couple is in working together on their individual worlds. The mirror and the reflection of intimate partners creates the most energy. And remember, energy is vital. This work cannot be done inside of our heads. It's not sustainable. It's not real. It's just theory if that's the case. You can read as many books as you want. You can go to as many self-help seminars as you want. You can do all of that work, but it's not until you get into your inscape, your world, your intimate reflections and feel, this is key, feel yourself connecting to yourself on every level. It's not until we have that vital emotion and that energy that we experience the real change, the real movement, the real opportunity to explore our inscapes. Again, otherwise, it's, it, we're not really actually doing the work. It just becomes theory, and it's not sustainable that way. Um, nothing's really ever moved or cleared out in the inscape if we just peek at it. We're not, we're not creating a space where we know it well. It's not part of our, our conscious world if we're not actually feeling it. So in our intimate relationships, and as I'm working with couples, this is when I get the most feedback and the most energy in what's really showing up for us. Because the other person that we have divinely signed up to be with usually is able to mirror to us what lack we feel, what beliefs we have. And we don't just stay in our heads because it's usually highly emotional. And I say this as as a rule Um, Of course, there's exceptions to everything, but as a rule, this is going to be the most valuable relationships. So as I'm working with, with people and, and, and their, their partner or their spouse is here and, and we're, we're, we're guiding through each other's inscape. I realize that it is the shadows that come up. It is the triggers. It is the things that make us the most uncomfortable that come up that allow us to bring to light what that is. It's our darkness. It's our shadows that we're, that we're risking to move into. And there is nothing more valuable than our intimate reflections in order to do that. And so as I do that, I realize that there, there, we have gaps in discovering and receiving real love. Because when these fears come up, when these beliefs come up, when this judgment comes up, when we have to wrestle with discomfort, it is then that we can start to experience and release anything that is not love. When we're not in a space of love, when we're not in a space of of being able to feel powerful in our world. And there's so many ways that this happens. But the point is, is that our intimate relationships are the greatest mirror into ourselves, into our inscape. And it is where the, that is where the power is at. That's where we are able to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves. 
So who are our intimate relationships? And again, they, there's, there's many, there's, there's more than just our, our partners. There's our kids, there's our parents, there's our siblings, there's our best friends. There's people that show up in our worlds that also can be powerful mirrors for us. And, and each one is vital. Each one is vital to that journey into mirroring and looking at ourselves. Uh, but again, we're talking about partners today. We're talking about really getting naked and vulnerable in a way that is about who we are as a man and a woman, who we are as a, a being. And when we assign other roles as parents and siblings and, and, and other roles, it's not quite the same as our intimate partners. So that brings me to the conversation of sex. Sex does not mean intimacy. This happens, I can't tell you, probably 99% of the time that I'm working with couples is there is a, a belief that in order to experience intimacy, it comes in the form of sex. And, or I can flip that and really actually say that some people think that sex is intimacy and intimacy is sex. And that is not the case. It's not because I can separate the two and not experience one or the other. There are plenty of times where we're not experiencing connection and we're not experiencing deep intimacy when it comes to sex. And there are times where we are experiencing sex and we do connect. But the important conversation here is, is when I'm talking about intimacy, so many times that is the first thing that comes up for people. They assume that intimacy goes along with sex and sex goes along with intimacy and it doesn't. And it's so important to realize that what we're wanting is intimacy. What we're wanting is connection. Now, I'm not saying that sex without intimacy isn't a blast, I'm not saying that it's wrong and I'm not saying that it's not fun. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying though is understand that on a deep level, we all want connection. We all want to belong. We all want to be enough. We all want to be valuable, powerful. And the playground and the experience and the act, the physical act of sex is the most intense place and vulnerable place to do that. And, but it doesn't mean it's happening. It doesn't mean there is actual connection. It can be just strictly physical and we're not actually experiencing connection and intimacy. And that's important. It's important because some people believe that when I'm wanting intimacy and connection, that I have to have sex. And that's not true. And as a matter of fact, that can get very distorted very fast and a lot of times what we will practice is not having sex for a, a period of time to start to experience connection and intimacy so that we don't distort the two. And then so we can start to bring that into that playground. And this shows up all the time. And the important thing is to know is the ultimate, I would say, and in my opinion, the ultimate is to have both. The ultimate is to be able to have intimacy, connection, 
on every level of our elevator. And when I am talking about our elevator, I'm talking about every emotion that we have, every high, every low that we have, and experiencing connection and vulnerability and intimacy in every level. So that would be the ultimate is to be able to be that vulnerable in that playground and be able to experience that there and everywhere in your relationship. Intimacy is a sacred place. Let's start to talk about what it is. What is intimacy and how do I find it? And how do I start to experience it with others? Because intimacy is a sacred space within ourselves. It's the place where we see and feel our own worth and value. It's the place within us that is raw and vulnerable. It's the place within us that is often blocked by so much separation or perceived separation and illusions. This is where we are trying to dive below the surface and get rid of any illusions and separations. How do we do that? How do we get rid of illusions and separations and distortions in our inscape and in our sacred place? The only way to do that is, is to remove and pay attention to any lack, separation, and how that shows up is judgment. It's the things that we believe we are not. It's the things that we believe that uh, we are not capable of. Anytime we feel separate from our um, from abundance and our worth and our value and the power of the universe, anytime we feel lack within ourselves, an insecurity, a belief, that is what is separating us or blocking this sacred space. And so understanding that 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 is going to be blocking us. It's important to know what is blocking this intimate space of love, this sacred space, because moving through judgment and moving through fear, our insecurities, any of our shadows, anything that we don't want to look at is the very thing that is blocking this sacred space. And as we are experiencing this beautiful mess, right? It is so messy as we're experiencing this. It's so painful to go through the real raw and vulnerable beliefs that go along with the energy that we feel. And if we don't, we don't unlock the love. We don't experience the connection because we can connect on our shadows and we can connect on our uh, lack and insecurities, but we're never going to experience true intimacy and love and sacredness in those emotions because the reason why is they are distorted. They are lack. They are separateness from the very question that we ask ourselves every single day, every single moment. We ask ourselves that who are we? And we are not 
fear. We are not judgment. We are not all of those things. And so connecting on that level is unsustainable and not, you cannot maintain that. And so it becomes extremely volatile. As we do that, as we look at our ugly, beautiful messes to move through them and move into our intimate space, it is necessary if we ever want to connect to ourselves and ask that question over and over and over again. It unlocks every desire, every fear, every question we have ever had. And these are the questions that come up. Will I ever be enough? Why am I not happy? Why do I always feel like this? Is there more out there? Why is the world like this? Why is it so hard? Am I doing enough? Why am I so scared? Am I loved? Why am I here? Why do I not have that? What is wrong with me? Where do I belong? Now, the key to this is understanding that if you're asking these questions, you are already diving deep. You are already a million steps ahead of anybody who is not asking these questions. So realizing as painful as it is, as scary as it is, as vulnerable it is to ask these questions and to be very authentic and vulnerable within ourselves, we realize that we are at least moving into our own world. We, there is power in asking these questions. Without asking these questions, we don't get the answers. And we avoid these questions by really looking at most people are out there blaming the world, blaming the people around them. They are not even close to asking the real questions about the self. They are not asking about their world. They're not asking to receive who they are. They're giving all their power away by blaming everything and everyone outside of them. So the journey's longer. The journey's longer when you're not asking these questions. And understand the answer to every single one of these questions is going to be in asking the one question of who am I? When we know who we are, when we know that we are love, when we know that we are connected to everything and everybody, when we know that we belong everywhere and nowhere at the same time, when we understand our being, when we, when, we, when we start to feel love within ourselves, energy, power, belonging, worth, value, when we start to tap into that and answer all of these questions, now we have opened the door to unlocking our inscape. Listen to the thoughts in your head. If you're blaming or looking at everything or everyone else, you have a ways to go before you can really sustain real power and results. In my book, The Inscape, the chapter, The Witness, is where I talk about this. It's one thing to observe the world around us. It's an incredible journey to get to the place where you can separate from your thoughts, where you can observe the world around us. But then there's this journey inside and we have to really witness all the things that are in our brain, 
all the thoughts, all the ideas, all the beliefs, all the separateness to who we really are, the separateness to the energy that we can experience, that we can tap into. So listen to those thoughts in your head and realize that the people that are, that really have created powerfully in this life, I could, I could, I think I could make this statement and, and guarantee it that the people have, who have created valuable results, real influence, real impact, real value in the world, who have made a difference in the world, have done the inner work. They have asked these questions and they have discovered the answer on some level. Now, again, I'm not talking about that there's this arrival that happens. I'm not talking about once you've done it, you're done. That's not what I'm saying. It's a constant lifelong journey. But in order to really create powerfully and to sustain and maintain that power, we have to risk moving into ourselves and witness our own worlds. There is an accountability to our own world that happens as we move into the Enscape. And as we do that, we realize that we start to experience intimacy. We start to feel a sacredness. Now remember, this doesn't come in the form of our head and our ego and our perceived thoughts about who we should be. This is a journey of moving into all of our shadows, all of our judgments, all of our fears, all of our desires, our shame, our guilt, our grief, really moving into anything and feeling the emotion and then matching the thoughts to who we really are, that there is no lack and really exploring that. Now we're starting to create sacredness, value, worth, power. This is where we now have a place to share intimately. How do we create intimacy? How do we get there? I've been talking about how we get there. I've been talking about moving into our worlds and and our triggers and our our insecurities and our beliefs and our judgments, doing the work of, of really cultivating this space within us to receive more and more love. But how specifically do we do that? The word that comes to mind that is key to this is going to be vulnerability. Now, vulnerability is a, it's a, it's a, it's a word that a lot of people are starting to, to be willing to look at and risk looking at. And what is vulnerability? Vulnerability is being able to feel. It's the willingness to feel. It's the willingness to really look at the courage that it takes to ask those scary questions, to ask who we are, to ask if we're enough, to ask if we're valuable, and not to listen to our heads and all the evidence of what we're not and the judgments, but to observe those and really witness the work that that it takes to separate, that the, the things that are separating ourselves from the love that we are. 
and the abundance that we have available to us. So vulnerability is going to be the key to intimacy. Being vulnerable means that we are willing to feel. We are willing to be courageous enough to ask the scary questions, knowing that we might not even know the answer. Asking a question is scary because we feel like we already have the evidence of what we're not. And asking the question powerfully and wanting to know what we are instead of what we're not, this is key. Asking what we are and not what we, not allowing the question of what we're not. That's not what we're asking. If you ask powerful questions, you're going to get powerful answers. We're not asking what we're not. We've lived a lifetime of what we're not. We're asking what we are. We're asking what we're capable of. We're asking what our worth is, what our value is. These are powerful questions to ask. And it's scary and it's risky, but we will get the answers because we're not asking questions of what we're not and separateness. Being willing to explore the unknown in your mind, in your body, and in your emotions. We, it's so easy to, to tap back into the programming of what we think we know. And the ego, that's what it does, is it wants us to be safe and it's programmed to keep us safe. And so we'll ask a question and it's usually a disempowering question. And it's, it's usually so that we can hear our own narrative and the things that we've been telling ourselves over and over and over again. And believe it or not, we like the answer because it makes us feel safe. It's like, oh yeah, I already know the answer to this. I already feel safe. It's the unknown of asking the powerful questions of what we are that's actually scaring us. So really being vulnerable and risking to ask those powerful questions in your mind, in your body, in your emotions. But you can't do that without authenticity. So vulnerability is key. And then authenticity is right alongside of that. This is about being real. Not buying into your stories. Not buying into what is protecting you. Authenticity is telling the truth to yourself. It takes vulnerability and authenticity to really risk asking the powerful questions. What is my worth? And not letting our ego and our heads jump in and say, oh, me, 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 I'll answer that for you. I have the answers. It, here's let me tell you. Let me tell you all the things that you're not, right? It's looking at what we are. And this authenticity is about telling the truth. Allowing ourselves, lastly, vulnerability, authenticity, and non-judgment. This is key. This is key to it all. Moving past the judgment. If we can eliminate the, this is how judgment comes in in our heads. In order to program our brains, in order to program the neural pathways that we tell the same story, we have imprinted inside of our brains these pathways that say, here, let's just go and tell this story on autopilot. I already know the story. I know the story that keeps me safe and keeps me comfortable. It's the blame. It's the shame. It's the things that I'm not. It's the separateness. It's the fear. And we know that story. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about moving into that story and starting to risk creating new neural pathways, new stories, new, new ideas, new beliefs inside of our brain. So as we do that, the key to this is watching for in our current neural pathways, 
the, the pitfalls that come in is going to, the, the real crevices inside of our brain that, that, that are holding these stories, how we fill that in is by watching for these key words. These key words are going to sink you into these stories. They're going to sink you into the trap that makes it so you can't get out of the, of the story. And this is how you do it. You look at eliminating the words should and shouldn't. Right and wrong. Good and bad. If you can eliminate these six words, if you can let these words be trigger words that you bounce off of and start to replace, you will reprogram your story. It's not about should and shouldn't. It's not about right and wrong. It's not about good and bad. These are the words that we use to keep ourselves safe. These are the crutch words that we use to go back into judgment. This is where we stop ourselves from experiencing the real answer to what we really are. Because when we discover we're love, when we know that there is no good or bad, right or wrong, should or shouldn't, that we just are, and that we have a sacred place within ourselves to allow others to be that as well. Now we're starting to create intimate places within ourselves, sacred places within ourselves, intimate spaces within ourselves. This shows up in all places. Because we're talking about couples, because we're talking about relationships, think about the insecurities and the things that come in that stop us from experiencing connection. It's the beliefs, it's the judgments, it's the shoulds, it's shouldn'ts, the rights, the wrongs, the expectations, all of those things that stop us from connecting in the love that we really are. People show up in our world sometimes in the darkest way. People show up in our world in ways that really push us to see ourselves. When I say dark, I mean this is the shadows, this is the darkness, this is the things that we don't want to see. It's messy for a reason. It brings to light all of our shadows. It's the mirror for us to see our judgments, to see our fears, the universe, God, the science all agree on universal laws. And that is harmony in one of those laws. Like energy, it's attracted to like energy. All things are in harmony. So when I'm experiencing this beautiful mess, when I'm experiencing judgments and expectations and triggers and, and, and it looks really, really messy on the outside, it's so important to realize that that's still the mirror of what I believe about myself on the inside. It's still the mirror of, of all my shadows or the demons inside of me that are separating me from love. And these people are key in our world as well. It, it can be contrast. It can be a lack of love. It can be um, all the, the darkest parts of ourselves. And they're a gift. Like this is a gift for us to see all the places inside of us that we're experiencing this lack and this judgment. It's important to realize that our fears and our lack and our separation is what is blocking us from our true selves. 
the universe, God, everyone has the, uh, it doesn't matter what you call it. All things are in harmony because like energy attracts like energy. That is how it works. That's how science works. It's hard to hear and it's hard to see, but what is inside of us is always being projected outside of us. The world outside of us, like energy, is is moving. We're receiving what it is we believe about ourselves inside of ourselves. So as we're projecting out this energy, that's what's calling in the experience. That's what's calling in the people and the connections and the relationships that we have. And as we work through these, as we start to see the lack, the judgment, the fears and move into them, not away from them, not resisting them and understanding that it is the gift that moves us into asking those questions. What is my worth? What is my value? What is my real power? Can someone take those things away from me? Can someone, um, talk to me or, uh, treat me in ways that is not sacred, that it is not a valuable worth, uh, love, right? Sometimes we experience the contrast in those relationships. We are always getting opportunities to move inside of ourselves to connect. For me, when I was married, my worst fear was not being enough and being left. That was my worst fear. To the point where, like, I I mean, I seriously remember probably week two of our marriage. I set a hard, fast rule. And there was was no other rule. This was the only thing that I ever wanted or asked for. Was there was a non-negotiable law, I swear, that I was trying to set in our marriage. And that was that the D word divorce was never going to be mentioned. Now, my parents had um, a divorce when I was 15. I didn't think it was that traumatizing at the time. I realize now that it was. I realize that I have um, an incredible mechanism of moving out of things. And clearly, this fear, this deep-seated fear of not being enough, this deep-seated fear of separation and rejection and abandonment was in there stemming from my childhood. So I get married and this is my greatest fear. Divorce was my greatest fear. Um, and I made sure that on some level I called that out. Now, what, what was I projecting? I was projecting fear. I was projecting lack. I was projecting that I was not enough, that I was not that valuable. So because I was projecting all of that lack, what happened? Fast forward 20 years and I'm walking into my own personal hell. I'm walking into the very thing that I tried to pretend was not in there right? My own demons, my own shadows. And I get the perfect person to walk me there. I prove myself right because that's all that we ever really want in our egos. I was not enough and I was not, and I was getting a divorce. 20 years later, I was not enough and I was getting a divorce. I was left abandoned and alone. Six kids, uh, by myself and my worst fear had come true. Now, why is this important? Because this is still my most valuable intimate relationship because it exposed my fear. Now, clearly, right, there's another side to the story. There's, there's still 
his world and what he was going through and his lack and his, you know, what he was searching for. And it was the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm for us both to experience our worst fears. And not being enough is going to be everyone's worst fear because it's the opposite of the very question that we're asking. And that is, we are everything. We are love. And yes, we are enough. We are everything. So it is important to know that by the time we get to our deepest, darkest fear, our shame, our question of, am I enough? And because I was projecting out, no, I'm not enough. I don't believe I'm enough. I can feel all this lack inside of me. Of course, I'm going to experience my worst nightmare. It's important to recognize what door we are unlock, we're looking to unlock. It's a journey of unlocking more and more doors. It's a journey of continuing to expand on every emotion, every floor of our elevator, being able to push every button in our, in our worlds. Now, every button is going to be labeled a different emotion and in every vibration that we push, every, every floor that we push, we're going to experience more and more of our capacity, more and more of who we are. This is where we grow. This is where we expand. And this is where we start to experience intimacy on every level. There are going to be key people in our lives that show up powerfully and mirror connection to us on every level. We're going to experience people in our worlds that help unlock these doors and they guide us into these floors inside of us. All an opportunity to experience intimacy. These people sometimes are not our spouses or our partners. I experience this all the time in my business, that there are reflections and people that come into our lives that mirror to us intimacy and understanding that we get to experience intimacy within ourselves. And sometimes it's not always going to be our partner, our spouse. It's going to be other people that guide us in. But what do we do with that is the question. When we realize intimacy is within us, we can experience beautiful boundaries, beautiful opportunities to go to places with with many, many people and choosing to experience certain things with with our spouse and our partner. So make no mistake, the people who have journeyed with us the longest, the people who have risked it all during the journey, close friends, siblings, parents, kids, and most of all, our spouses and partners in this life have most likely earned the right to have the key that unlocks the treasure behind the door of intimacy. If we can stay in our own triggers, our own worlds, if we can stay and work through all of those things and realize that we get to decide who we invite in. I want to leave you with this today. I have a lot of my clients when we talk about our intimate spaces, when we talk about our uh, intimacy, this is a beautiful mirror. And I invite everyone to go into meditation, go into imagination, allow yourself to create a sanctuary, a place that you have designed inside of your world, inside of your imagination. Pick a landscape, any landscape. Pick a structure. Pick a foundation. What, is, what does it look like? What, how, build anything that you want, 
and it is yours. It is your sanctuary. It's your secret garden. It's your secret place. And there can be anything in this space that you desire. It is yours. Everything is possible. Every resource, water, mountains, beach, um, trees, anything, hill, anything that you want is available to you. So you can, you can really build this sanctuary as you build your sanctuary, as you build your intimate space, it is such a good, uh, way to understand your, your intimacy and your sacred, uh, relationships. It's a good way to understand your boundaries. So as you build this for me, a long, for a long time, there was a cabin that was in this deep set mountain, um, terrain. And I had built this pathway that had gone through all of these trees. It was secret, secret pathway that, that went into this, uh, beach area. And so I, I, I just designed this incredible space. I visited it often in meditation. And the reason why it's important is because what would happen was, is I got to allow people um, the feeling of this space. I got to allow people into different parts of this space. And I use the metaphor or the picture to project onto. And the reason why I'm describing this is because if we're going to experience the ultimate coming together of vulnerability and intimacy, and if, we're, if we want that with, with somebody, if we want to experience that um, on an intimate level, on the most vulnerable intimate level, and it doesn't have to be just one person, but let's, let's pretend that it is because everybody gets to decide how many people they invite into, let's say, their porch, right? I invite you into my space and let's have a cup of coffee. Um, let's, let's have a drink on the porch. That's how far they've moved into my intimate space. They're still, they're still a powerful person in my world, but they've only come as far as the porch, right? There are some people that I may invite into the living room. The fire is stoked. We talk all night, dinner's being served, drinks, whatever you decide. Now we've moved into a deeper space within ourselves. Some people never actually ever get to know where, where this space is. And some people actually get to move into the bedroom, right? We get to decide who moves into what area of this sanctuary. And this is a really good way of understanding where everyone, where we get to allow people into our own worlds. It's a really good visual. I invite you to do this in, in a way that you get to design. And my, my mirror and reflection advice would be don't allow anybody into the space until you've built it, until you're familiar with it, until you understand it, until you can feel this space within you. And then you get to decide who comes where, who gets to, to move into what space and all of it is sacred all of it is yours and you get to decide who you experience intimacy with. Meditation is one of the best practices for intimacy and imagination. It's where we can create all things spiritually first. This sanctuary represents your body and inside your inscape. Each creation is a door or a symbol of an emotion and story inside of you. Intimacy is defined as 
into me I see. When we know ourselves and the inscape inside of us, it's then that we can look into the mirrors of another and reflect back the powerful love that we all are the sacred value and energy that we all share. Intimacy. In to me, I see. The gateway to answering the question of all questions. Who am I? This has been a beautiful discussion. I would love to know any comments, any ideas, any, anything that, that comes your way. Look me up on um, inscapeworld.com and let's further this discussion. Thank you. And I'm excited to continue this journey of welcome to the Inscape.